Well, I thought for one second he wasn't going to show up. He's been pretty good about it lately, actually. So I saw one of them pop up, and I was like, oh, God, it's going to be... He's just going to stay there, and we're going to have to end the call and stuff. But no, they're both here. You know what? He's here. Gyrax's here. Me, Chris, I'm here. You, Vincent, are also here. And this is Rassel Raps. And I you know, Wombo, you Wombo, we all, no, he, she, we, we, Wombo, you know. Yeah, ain't them, even Wombo, of course. Yeah. That's, a, that's what the W and AW's stands for. Wombo, of course. Yeah. Holy it's Wombo. Me. Yeah, today we're here to talk about AEW's full gear 2021 show. And it's going to be an interesting Whoa. episode. Yeah. Okay. Neither of us had notes. Uh, don't know why you didn't. I went to go see this at the movies. So that's my excuse. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of the podcast, so explaining how that experience was. Because I don't think a lot of people experience going to the movie theaters. And uh, enjoying a pay-per-view. You know, I've seen it on videos here and there, you know. So that's where partial, like, that's where I know about it comes from. And, like, sometimes, like, there's movie theaters that have, like, belts and shit like that. Like, to, like prop belts. Not prop belts. Like, replica belts and, like, cases and shit for you to look at and shit. Like, that's what I've seen. Like, but I think your experience probably wasn't that grand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I did not do any of that. Yeah, no. No, no, no. That's just one case I saw. I forgot what yeah. that was. I just have it in my mind that I actually I saw that once. Yeah, so we'll talk more about it as we go through the show, but basically what happened was... I know is there's different ways to... people enjoy the show other than going to the, uh, the show themselves. And basically, you know, it's really... You think it's, it feels different because you're going to go see a wrestling show instead of a movie, right? But honestly, mm-hmm. I went to the theater and I was like, man, you know... This is going to be interesting. I walk in. Uh, you know, sometimes you're like, they walk to the right <laughs> theater because, like, they don't have anything on. It's the coming attractions. You're like, I walk to the right one. Yeah. Oh, that always happens, man. I'm always, like, nervous that I'm, I walk into Iron Man 2 and it's really a bold or mold up, you know? Of course. It's sometimes going to be a terrifying experience. Although I, I would walk- probably stick around for either of those. So, Man, that's tough. But you know what? I am um, telling me go to theater four, and I was like, I'm pretty sure he said theater four, but like, what if walk in as soon as I walk in, had the buy in on? So I was like, okay, good. I know for damn a it. fact. I walked into theater, damn it. I walked into theater quattro. What the fuck? They said it was four. But theater quattro was playing it, so I stayed there. Yeah. We got there, hung out with my friend, you know, both bought seats, but you know, call them Steve. Yeah, me and Steve both bought seats, wasn't next to each other because we didn't really plan it out too well. But I got my seats in like section B, which is like two rows away from the screen. So I had to look up the entire time, you know. Yep. So, so I was like right in front. The picture I sent you, I realized later, doesn't really. No, I don't know what the fuck you sent me. I was like, what are you, what are you showing me, man? It kind of looks like Kenny's about to kiss Hangman. That's all I saw, really. Yeah, and it wasn't supposed to be that. I mean, if that's what you want to take it, I mean. So He's like touching it. his titty and shit. <laughs> are you trying to show me something here? Like, what are you? What am I looking at? 
you know, I was, I was trying to show you, like, man, this is a giant ass stream, but I was like, this doesn't translate at all, actually. That's <laughs> why so I, I just didn't answer you. I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch Bull Gear. Yeah. I don't know what he's on, but whatever. Okay. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty normal, actually. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that alone. It's funny, it's five minutes after I realized that my friend shows up, sits in the seat next to me. Thankfully, the row's empty, so he sat there, no problems. We hung out what if some other dude came in, like some seven foot tall dude just walks and sits right next to you. And you're like, oh, that was my friend seat. He's like, I don't give a fuck. All right. Oh, man. And you can tell him, no, he's seven feet tall, man. He's big cats. I got lucky, man. There was only one other person. He sat um, one seat over. So it's like he was in one seat, my friend. Skip a seat. That's who the other guy was. This dude. Two matches deep into the show, fell asleep. What? Fell asleep, man. This dude was I mean, in... dark in the movie theater. Okay, you know I. Get... This but... dude was in and out of consciousness throughout the entire show. Yeah, bits and pieces of the show, man. He can't give a full review of it. This man he paid twenty five bucks. Oh, if anything, yeah, like yeah, I don't. It's weird. He paid twenty five bucks. He paid ridiculous movie prices for a soda and popcorn, so about 16 bucks on top of that. So, I mean, already, you know, you're looking at like 41 bucks. And not only that, yeah. he ordered a meal to be brought to him from the theater. And <laughs> spent about 70 bucks to take a good ass nap in those chairs. You know what? You know what? Did he eat his meal at least? Hmm? Did he eat his food? I have no idea. I kept looking over at him, and he was like trying. It was either he was taking a nap or he was trying to stay awake. Damn. He must be a WWE fan, to be honest. Probably, honestly. He, he walked in, he looked kind of weird. Probably knows why. Yeah, man. He was like, uh, I guess I got nothing else to do. Might as well see these dumbass AWs. All right. Yeah. But, uh, so that's basically the basis of the experience, you know. I was like right in front of the screen, just hanging out with my friend, yeah. talking the entire time. But you know, enjoying the show nonetheless. I was the energy in the in the theater. You would think you'd be able to hear the other people, but honestly, I don't know if it's because I was like right in front of the screen or because people just weren't doing a lot. I didn't hear anyone else talking or anything like that. You would occasionally hear something, but like at the end of the matches, people would clap if it was a good one. But like okay. for the most part, you wouldn't really hear a lot. You know, I thought people were chanting and shit like that. You know, me too, honestly. But that didn't really happen. You know, the theater didn't really get into like wrestling show energy, like you know, counting the pinfalls, uh, you know, getting excited until the main event. Really. Yeah, at least there was so much I shit. At the... Really, man? Like, what do you mean? That's what you heard? Like, because that's because it's like a loud ass, you know, thing. You know, they have the volume up high. So yeah. that's what I heard. O occasionally, when there was a crazy spot, you hear the, you know, people reacting to it. Oh, yeah, like that. But really, that's all it was. I don't know if that's just how the crowd I mean, maybe was. Maybe no one was an AW fan. Maybe no one was a fan of AEW. 
I think that just like me and just like you, they also did not know the proper etiquette for being in a movie theater watching a wrestling show, so they were just a little bit nervous. And honestly, that's it's very reasonable. possible too. Yeah, very reasonable. I feel like there should have been one outstanding person. Okay, <laughs> one dude that just got everyone out of their seats. Okay, well, not maybe not out of your seats because then no one, no one would be, would be able to watch the show. But you know, at least energized. Yeah. I don't even know that because honestly, I was loudly trying to talk to my friend throughout the show. And he couldn't even hear me sometimes. This is how loud the screen was for the show. Yeah. Some people, maybe people were, you know, were doing things, but you just couldn't hear them. Another thing that was kind of weird about being a movie theater, you know, they usually turn the lights off in the movie theater. Yeah. They didn't do that until FDR's entrance. Oh, damn, that's crazy. You hear the porn it, music go off and then they just turn down the lights. Yeah, I got a little bit concerned. I was like, what are you trying to tell me about this match? You know? Like, yeah. It's about to get wild up in here. Maybe Theater Quattro was not the right way to go, you know? Maybe she went to Theater 4. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. The weirdest thing happens during the FTR match. The volume keeps cutting out. I don't know if this happened to you, but the volume keeps cutting out. And there was a one 30-second period where the audio was just out completely until they fixed it. And at that point, you could hear people being like, boo, AMC sucks. I want my money back. Yeah, I think it was AMC. Yeah. So they I fixed heard the whole audio. I just had some issues here and there. But I got them fixed. I later found out that AMC bought it from DirecTV, so there's a DirecTV thing, I think. Mm. Yeah, DirecTV sucks ass. Either that or just some dude was hitting buttons he wasn't supposed to, and that's what happened. So if that's what happened, please yeah, let us know down below if you went DirecTV. I mean, the guy you were looking at was the guy controlling the movie. No, that suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, and I, all I, his food was actually free, and he just was able to fall asleep on the buttons. And if that's the case, I should have taken his food. Yeah. He wouldn't have known. Very true. Yeah, he would have woken then, up and be like, whoa, fuck, my food's gone. And then fall back asleep. Yeah. There was three separate periods, though, also during the FTR match, where JR would talk, and for some reason, the volume would get increasingly <laughs> louder in the theater. Holy <laughs> man. Yo. Imagine hearing JR like that. Oh my god. Well, you, just, really, you don't have to imagine that because you did. You heard it. Yeah, I experienced it. It increased three times and stayed that way throughout the entirety of the rest of the show. Was it enjoyable? It's, it was enjoyable. It was just like really confusing. Like, why is JR yelling at me now? I'm just trying to enjoy this show. It's <laughs> not necessary, JR. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't mind that much. I would just laugh. Yeah, it was funny, but I was also like, bro, you know, what, what's happening here? Were people wearing wrestling shirts? Oh, yeah, no, there was plenty of people wearing wrestling shirts. I saw one oh, CM okay. Punk shirt, one Adam Cole t-shirt. Be damn cool. Yeah. Uh, I wore my Team Taz shirt. Obviously, they weren't on the show. I had to support them, though. FTO. Yeah. The Taz mean, were there. They were on the show, technically. Not really, though, but... 
they were there, yep. And then the Raptors. They got paid to just sit down and watch the show. Or the Skybox, wherever they were. Yeah, no, that's that's basically my experience in the theater watching AEW. Well, I thought it was going to be more exciting, but that sounds interesting enough. Maybe I just got the wrong crowd. Maybe next time I go in February, I'll get the right crowd, or I'll be in a different area, and I'll just hear people actually doing things. Possibly, possibly. Maybe they'll have a better next time. I mean, honestly, dude, I paid 25 bucks, and I bought food and drinks, so I didn't do that, though, because that part's on me, I didn't have to do that. You know, but if I only paid 25 bucks, I paid 25 bucks, go to the movies, hang out with my friend and watch a wrestling show. It's a pretty good time. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Uh, I don't know what I would do. Uh, I might, might stick to home, might stick to theory. I might try it once, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think the key element is having friends to go with. Just because, yeah. you know, like I said, if you get stuck in a the theater like mine and no one's doing anything, you're essentially watching a wrestling show by yourself like you would have done at home. Exactly, yeah. That's what that comes down to. So, I mean, so, I yeah, definitely... Honestly, if I got a friend to go with, then I would just, you know, it would be fine. Yeah. So... But also, even then, I'd probably be like, I don't know if I would do it again. So, I mean, it depends. You want to be at the movies till 12 in the morning? Because that's what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Just because that's so long the show is, you know, 8 to 12. But you had to watch the buy in. I didn't have to. It was an option. I mean, they gave me the option because they put it on the screen. Okay. I almost missed the first match because I got stuck in the buy-in. I did not get that unlucky. Yeah. Well, I didn't like miss it. Like I, I caught up to like the first the entrances or whatever. But if I didn't notice the problem at first, I would have just been stuck there watching a tag team match. Yeah, well, at least you notice. That's what matters. Yeah. It's like, nope, this ain't right. They're saying the top of the hour is the top of the hour. All right. I spent the entirety of the buy-in, or at least a tag match, checking my phone to make sure that no one bought the seat next to me so my friend didn't have to move. Yeah. Thankfully, well, no one someone did. did but, I mean, perhaps he just didn't show up. No, no, I kept checking. I made sure no one bought that seat, and they didn't. Okay. What happens if they did buy the seat? And there was an open seat next to me on the other side, so. Okay, that's fine. Now, if someone also brought that seat, then that's a huge problem. Yeah. You're sandwiching between two people you don't, you don't care about. And that, in that case, I have to talk to them, and they're not going to want to talk to me, but I'm going to talk to them because oh, someone has to entertain me. Yeah, no way. All right, well, anyways, that's basically the experience I had, but let's get into the actual show here. Kicks off with Darby Allen versus MJF. Probably my second favorite match of the entire night. Uh, yeah, this shit was a barner and a half. Like, I think MJF and Darby were going to go out there and kill it. Uh, I think this is definitely MJF's, like, best match in AEW. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. Of course, since the Jungle Boy match that he had. No, I was just going to say that. That would be the second best MJF match in AEW. Mm-hmm. And Darby Allen always kills it whenever he gets in the ring. So overall, I think MJF definitely should have won. He did win, so that's great. Yeah, these guys have fantastic chemistry in the ring. 
the whole match was built around MGF saying that he could beat uh, Darby Allen with a side headlock takeover. I think it was something like that. This was actually one of the best endings of the show because all the other endings kind of sucked ass. Yeah, that's pretty true. Some of them did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. MJF, after 22 minutes of just great action, if you haven't seen it, definitely got a way to check this match out. MJF hits Darby Allen. Like, it's hard for me to pick a best match for this show. For this show. Because, honestly, like, I enjoy this match, like, really, really, like, a lot, and the crowd was there the whole time, you know? So, because, like, at some points, the crowd would just train for the, the middle parts of the show, so the middle matches didn't feel as special as they may, maybe should have, you know? So, like, sometimes the energy brings, uh, if you don't have the energy there, it doesn't feel as great as you want it to. Someone who watched the show on surround sound, uh, I can tell you that energy was not the problem because no matter how much you want to be tired, it's getting blasted with sound. And Jared's voice is getting louder and louder, and you're like, am I hallucinating this? Why is JR keep getting louder? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you were the whole time. I was, you know, at some points I was just like, why is this show still going on? But not as bad as the last um, paper all that when QT Marshall showed up on my screen and said, what the fuck is he doing here? So, yeah. Yeah, QT Marshall, that would have been rough, but uh, thankfully he wasn't on the show. Like, since when was he booked on the show? And there was a second during the buy-in where they kept showing the acclaimed talking to Dante Martin. I was like, the oh acclaimed. god, don't add this to the show. Don't add this yo, to the yo, show. Yo, 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 listen. No, 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 don't add this to the show. Come on, please. You know, like, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they claimed they're looking like mainstays on Dynamite, so you gotta get used to them. I could if it wasn't for Max Gasser, man. Anthony Bowens think it's pretty good in the ring. It's just Max Gasser. I like Gasser Anthony I... Bowens. He doesn't, he doesn't do shitty-ass great raps. You know, he's kind of just there chilling, you know. He's got the charisma. He's got the wrestling ability. You know, I'm sure Max Gasser's good in the ring, too, but, you know. Well, Max Gasser is just a great, edgy asshole. So. He, he comes out, bro. He's like, yo. Yeah, I'm like, man, please fucking stop. Come on. Yeah, and by association, the, the acclaim are just edgy assholes, so. Yeah. I think it is tone it down just a little. It's yeah, you really gotta chill the fuck out. Like, honestly. Like, you it's don't gotta go Anthony too much. And you, you gotta make sense with your bar, you know? You really can't just be saying anything, you know? Yeah, that fetish line from Dynamite was really weird. I didn't even know what that was about. It didn't really fit into the, the whole thing he was going for, to be honest. It's really odd, but whatever. There's always one weird line that he tries to sneak in there to, like, pop the shock factor line, but in reality, like, shock like, if you're going to do a shock factor bar, you better do it right. Yeah, he never does it right. Or just don't do it at all, to be honest. This dude never does it right. Yeah, no. It just comes across the most corny way possible, like, they're not terrible like he can actually rap I think but yeah just his dynamite raps his dark raps his, you know whatever the case wherever he's on rapping he's just not not hitting so, moving back on to the MGF Darby match MGF hits uh, Darby on with a diamond ring he puts him in the side to like take over pins him like that Makes sense for the story. Uh, it's a pretty cool ending to a great match. 
Yeah. I think MJF either. Do you think he continue this feud, or do you think do you think he moves on? I mean, you could if he wanted to. I I wouldn't be mad either way, particularly. Yeah, because I know where he goes really from here. Because you know, Hangman Page is a little busy right now. You know, so I mean, whenever Hangman Page is not busy, I'm sure he goes for the championship. Mm-hmm. Unless there's someone uh, else in line, I'm forgetting about, but. I don't think that's the case. Maybe a CM Punk, possibly. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about it a little bit now. So, I mean, spoilers if you want to hear about the Brian Danielson mural match for whatever reason, or the Hangman match. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you I, know I what? That was an accident, but you know, I don't really care. Honestly, I mean, you're here to hear, you're here to hear results, and we gave you a result. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'd be here otherwise. It'd be kind of weird. I don't know what you would have expected. True. But hey, so Brian Danielson ends up beating Miro later on in the show. So it's Hangman versus Danielson. I personally don't feel like that was the right result there, having Brian win. I think Miro really needed that a little bit more. Me too. I, I do think that Miro should have won. So I kind of, it didn't deflate me, but I was like, mm, what the fuck are we doing here? I guess we're having, a, I mean, I'm down for a good ass match between Hangman and Brian Danielson, you know, but I would really like if Miro was in that spot. I mean, he just made a lot sense it makes a lot more sense especially because you have face hangman now it's face hangman versus face danielson that's a little bit weird yeah, I, I think brian daniels can brian danielson can switch to a heel real quick though he could but he's not going to do it now he just got there he's yeah. that type of guy where he can turn to a heel and the crowd would eat it up immediately like they don't like he can be a cheered one day and then just move the next day no yeah, one really like just that much of a fuck he, like, just got there. He's not going to turn away. That'd be kind of weird. It would be weird, right? But he could pull it off. And if anyone can do that, pull it off, it's, it's Brian Daniels. Yeah, that's fair Because he just does everything so damn greatly. Like, him and CM Punk could both pull it off. Yeah, no they could. They really could. Him, CM Punk, even Eddie Kingston could do it. Yeah. Eddie Kingston, though, I think he's just a really good tweener, honestly. Yeah, he's a good tweener right now at this moment. That's the energy I get from him, especially after the punk match. Yeah. But sometimes he gets booed, some point he gets cheered. That's just how it is for him. Uh, Cody's just a weirdo. Cody's just strange. I don't know what's up with him. Yeah. So moving back into order here. Ray Rose yeah. was tweeting on Twitter about how, you know, people don't treat him right or something. Granny said that? Yeah, something along those lines subtly hinting at that. Dude, like I saw a sign in the crowd at full gear. I see in the out of the corner of my eye during the Cody match, there's a sign in the crowd and it says Cody solved racism, man. Give my man a break. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this dude's putting in work apparently that we just don't know about. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I guess the fan knows more things than I do. I mean, this is the same guy who later on in night pulls out a sign that says, Beat this weeb's ass, hey man. But, you oh, know. Damn, okay. So we get to the Lucha Bros versus FTR. I really enjoyed the match. I thought the ending was a little bit strange, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah I, yeah, I definitely feel the same way. I definitely feel it. Like, it was a little, it was a little confusing at the end. I was very confused. The commentary threw me off. The mask threw me off. I was just like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. 
Because what they tried—they were trying to pull some twin magic shit or something. They tried to bring back the Super Frogs gimmick to pull like a like a twin magic type deal, but then uh, Cash gets pinned, but he's not the legal man, and the match ends anyway. They don't restart or anything like that. It's just Lucha Bros win. We're moving on now. Aubrey Edwards runs down with the television. Let me show you what happened. She's done it before. She can do it again if she wants. She brings out a big ass flat screen just running down the ramp. Let me set this up real quick. Let me wire it up. The the, the outlet's right here. Let me just show you. We got a big ass Titantron right there. Nope. The flat screen TV is being set up. It's 4K. Excuse you. I carry this thing out here. We're going to watch it here. Okay. Okay. Let me just rewind, rewind, rewind. Okay. Here we go. Uh, BR Live is being weird. Hold on. Hold on. Really and there we, go. there we go. It's like, okay, we wait two minutes. It's like five minutes behind. We'll wait five minutes and we'll see what happens. Okay. Are they calling the year? Please, Aubrey, come on. Just wait, put it on Titantron. And we just uh, use the Titantron. No, we please. Can't. It's literally a Chinese TV. Tony, I almost got it. I've almost skipped to the part in the show. No, wait, hold on. Why, Why am I looking at myself on the TV? I think I went too far. See, Tony, you ruined it. It's going to take two more minutes. Damn it. Tony contacts he's just whacking his against the desk. Unfortunately, none of that happened. That would have been very entertaining, actually. It but, was, uh, yeah. FTR, they lost, but technically they didn't. So we get one more rematch from them, I'm assuming. Uh, uh, I guess so. And I, you know what? I'm not mad at it because I'd like to see FTR and Lucha Bros wrestle. Uh, but you know what? I feel like this was just a strange ending, and like you know, it threw it all off. Like the great, the match was getting great, you know, the match was climbing on up a fantastic level, and then that just kind of like, yeah, bit of a mid ending, mid kind of. It was a very mid ending. I um, if you want to do a rematch, there's plenty of ways you could have gotten there that are a little bit better than this, I think. But uh, I believe so. But personally, so I would rematch. Rematch, rematch the inner circle. Versus Sam Lambert and the boys. Well, that's you. I would not do that again, actually. I would re- no, I would but, totally um, rematch that. I need to, you know, it was a five-star classic later on. Bad spoilers. My bad. I shouldn't be spoiling things on review. My bad. Yeah, but you're wrong anyway. It was six stars, but whatever. So, um... Oh, six. Yeah, emails are scale way, way off now. Yeah. You all aspire to be him, so that was a little bit hard, though. Yeah. I don't know uh, what the scale's up to now. It's probably like eight total. Last I checked, it was seven. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe probably 15. But uh, move back to the FTR thing for a second. I thought the mask thing was going to be that they're going to try and pull that and Lucha Bros is going to mask them. And it was going to be like some weird thing. I'm, st- I'm still mad at those Super Frogs. I thought, you know, the Super Frogs were such a great legendary tag team in AAA, but they kind of, they were in that gimmick dynamite just threw it out there just like oh with the ftr boys i'm like uh well that's ruined and then you come back and rub it in my face on this show like come on imagine seeing punk where he just went along with the gimmick for like just a minute imagine 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 man was actually professional and did something professional for us actually they they get unmasked on this show and you're like oh my god it was actually ftr awesome no wonder kingston hates his guts and wants to kick his ass and not clearly for a match. Clearly idolized the Super Frogs growing up, obviously. 
I would also like to beat up CM Punk and lose the match. Me too, yes. I would also like to flip off CM Punk and tell him that he is a dick for doing that. Yeah, I like to bitch slap this dude and take the pin at the end, you know? Yeah, all things Eddie Kingston does later, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so next up, we get to Brian Danielson versus Miro. Really good match. I think it leads to a match against Odd, though. I mean, it's the best part about it. It's the only sensible outcome, I think. Yeah, so like Miro lost spillers. And I think, yeah, like I said, like Brian Danielson goes against Hangman, and Miro has his little feud god, and that's a nice match on Dark. I, like I said, man, this wasn't the ending I would have gone with. I would have gone with Miro winning. I, I feel like Brian Danielson could have been fine losing to Miro. I don't think he would have gotten hurt by this. But you got Miro losing the TNT title. Now he's lost this match. It's, you know, it's not really helping him out here. Definitely not, no. I mean, maybe it's a redemption story for Miro, though. Maybe he's, you know, the Redeemer is going to be redeemed. I hope so. But, uh, yeah, the redeeming story of Miro. Yeah, who knows? Possible. Can move on real quick to Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. But oh yeah, but I do like the match though. Let's just say that. I, I thought the match could have been better though. I mean, I feel like the pacing of the match wasn't my style. That's just uh, what I felt about it. I mean, that's fair enough. I didn't have a lot of criticism about it really. I just enjoyed. Yeah, it. I just it was... simply felt like it was a slow style at the beginning. I don't know if it ever kicked the match. I forgot, but all I know is I was feeling like eh, it ain't really my style. You know, like whenever I watch a Zack Sabre Jr. match, I feel the same type of way. But that wasn't this style of match. But like, your just styles didn't match as well as I thought they were going to. Yeah, for me, I enjoyed it. I think my favorite part of the match. Like, was it was definitely no. Like, I thought Miro was going to go in there and just whoop his ass, you know, hit him stiff shots, maybe possibly. I don't know why I thought this. But, you know, but like, he just kind of, it was just a slow thing. He was working his own pace. And then Brian Nielsen would lock in a couple of missions here and there, get the upper hand, you know. I thought that Miro was about to kick his ass. Remember that one spot during the match where he just starts telling him to hit him and he just tells him, like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, do yeah. it. Dude, when he did that... Actually, he... they did kind of hit each other in the middle of it. I thought Miro was just about to no-sell Brian and then just put him in the game over and win. And I was going to be okay with it. I was going to be very happy. Yeah, so it did kick up a notch, but I do still think it didn't follow my, my flow, you know? It wasn't exactly my style. That's fair enough. Not everyone's going to enjoy it. Why well, a good time with it? Yeah. Yeah, I had a decent time with it where I was like, oh, this is pretty good. All right. Well, now I can move on to Christian Cage versus the Super. Sorry, Team Christian Cage versus the Yeah, I like player. Christian Cage's theme song, but so it's always like a blast from the past. Like when you hear that, like the beginning note, like, where am I? Yeah, I, I kind of get it. What year am I in? Let's put the question. Uh, we have. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're in 2021. Well, it's just calm down real quick. You know, I was too distracted by the gear these cats were wearing, you know. The super click, of course, comes out all wearing pink. You have the young bucks with the purple or pink facial hair, whatever they were doing. I was like, that's, that's cool. cool. That's really cool. But then Christian Cage and Jurassic Express come out in the jeans, man. The denim. Trade denim. The denim. I would never be caught dead in denim. That's actually not true. I wear jeans all the time. Honestly, everyone knows if you show up to a street fight slash falls count anywhere match in jeans, you're guaranteed to win. 
So from the get-go, I knew they were going to win. That is true. I mean, Dan Lambert did show up in the uh, in the jumpsuit that didn't get him the W. So you're up in a, you showed up in a tracksuit. That's a whole different thing. FT. Exactly. I mean, Inner Circle. Inner Circle showed up in fatigues. It's a very close relative to jeans. A lot closer than tracksuits are. That's how they won, obviously. Indeed. Exactly. Let go, of Christian Anything. Cage, Jurassic Express. There's a lot of peeps. A lot of fun Did, spots in this match, honestly. Uh, yo, I thought this match was super fun. Like, I like I, how they just battled throughout the whole entire uh, arena. It wasn't tagging. It was just, you know, a tornado tag like it should have been. And, you know, it was it was pretty great. Yeah, personally, I wasn't looking forward to this match too much, but the match really won me over. They had some great spots. You know, you had the... Um... Yeah, I was, I was very interested. Like, hey, this is going to be a good match. I know it. And you know what? I th- it was... More fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, cool spot. You had the BTE trigger with the uh, with the thumbtacks. That was pretty cool. You had Christian and diving off. Thumbtacks. Christian diving off the stands. Wazoo, uh, Nakazawa, Cutler, and uh, one of the Bucks. That was a cool spot. And the concerto at yeah. the end from Jungle Boy ended. Really solid. Yeah, I mean, he's, they brought the fucking thumbtack knee pads, so. Every time you see us bring out thumbtack accessories or legwear, they always lose. You would think they would learn by now, but they didn't. It is true. I mean, what what's next, man? What's next? Early thumbtack gloves, I think. Thumbtack headbands, so they can headbutt people. Yeah, I think they should get to a few where they exclusively face somebody who does low blows, right? But then all of a sudden, show up at the pay per view, thumbtack up. Oh my god. Perfect. Thumbtack up. The dude goes for a low blow. Boom. Gets thumbtacks in his arm. Like, where the hell I mean, that, that would, come from? Yeah, that, would, that wouldn't help you. Okay. I mean, it depends. As long as you're wearing the thumbtacks the correct way, you know. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Anyways, now It's like MJF if they gotta pull that against the... MJF should pull that on somebody. Or you should have that pull on him. Well, he should, he's the I, one that would low blow somebody. He really would. Unless some weird feud where he's... Oh, him? Even Adam Cole low blows people all the time. Like Adam Cole or MGF goes for a low blow, pulls the arm away, they have thumbtacks the in here, and you're like, where the hell? Yeah, the Young Bucks wear the, the thing, and then they, they piss off Adam Cole. Like, what the fuck? I was trying to low blow. If anything, that's a BTE segment right there. That is a BTE, B- BTE segment that they can totally steal because I don't care about BTE. Yeah, they could do it. We would never know, you know. Uh, people would enjoy it, maybe. Who knows? It would be all over Twitter. But uh, also, I almost forgot. And we'd my be favorite. like, wow, that's a cool segment. And we wouldn't say anything. Yeah, no, not at all. Or maybe we'll just link oh. this part of the show who knows we'll just maybe. put it on TikTok and be like wow that's a cool segment that was really cool I wonder who came up with that yeah just have the fucking automated voice say wow that Texas is really speech. cool I wonder whose idea that was yeah perfect yeah almost forgot my first spot match before you move on the uh the thumbtacks in the mouth for jungle boy and he gets the double super kicks by the young bucks it's my very spot of match. Who else did it fucking 
thumbtack mouths thing. Like I've seen this somewhere else. It might have also been a the Bucks, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? Oh, it might have been. I feel like it's either them, maybe a John Moxley thing. That sounds like something he'd do. I don't think it was John Mox. You know. Unless someone did the John Moxley. Yeah. I haven't watched a John Mox match in a month. No, I mean, for good reason, obviously. He's in rehab, of course, getting better, hopefully. Well, no, I just didn't watch the Lance Archer tag team match. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Or his GCW stuff. Well, then, let's get some rehab, of course. Rehab. Yeah. Hey, good luck to him. Good luck, indeed. It takes massive, massive. That's massively, uh, we massively respect him for that. Yeah. All right, it so. It takes now massive we'll... cuts to do that, you know. Indeed, yes. So, now we can talk about Andrade Alilo and Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes and Pack. Uh, you know what? Before I get into anything, I just want to say Malachi Black's Ooh, entrance is Cody, I mean, yeah, Cody, I mean, boo, Cody. Fuck Cody. Yeah. Malachi Black's entrance in Surround Sound is probably my favorite thing of this entire show. It was super badass. Uh, I mean, the I can match, see that, actually. I can see that. The entrance itself probably is better than the entire match, in my opinion. This match was a mess, I thought. Uh, yeah, very much. I think it was very, very terrible, terrible, and terrible as well. Yeah, they start off the match. Uh, Cody and Pack not getting along. They're tagging in and out a lot, and then the heels do it inconsistently. They do it a couple of times, but not really. And it's not really affecting their teamwork. Eventually, they have this spot where um, Malachi Black masses Cody. And he's very obviously on the outside taking his time and, like, obviously setting up a comeback for, like, 10 minutes straight. And eventually, I forget who wins the match for them. I think it was, was it Cody or Pac? It was one of them. Um, it was Pac. Pac wins it? Okay. Yeah, Pac won. Yeah, so Pac wins it. And then, for no reason, the FCR comes out. I mean, there's a reason, but... There was no reason for it to happen here, in my opinion. It should have just been the end of the feud. Tully and Cash come out, they attack them, and then that's really it. Yeah, this match was definitely not one of the best matches on the show. Yeah, and it's not that it was a bad match. It's just on the it wasn't show terrible, of, no. On the show of outstanding matches such as MJF, Darby Allen, you know, the main events, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, this is definitely at the been on Rampage. Should have been on Rampage, somewhat sad. Yeah, Rampage is my favorite show. Yeah, you know, AEW Rampage, Rampage fan page. <laughs> Rampage fan page, yeah. But yeah, no, it should have been there, I think, maybe. Or, you know, you could have just had uh, Pac and Andrade 3, if you really want to do that. They mentioned that they're both tied at the moment in terms of singles it's... matches. You could have just had that instead. This is cowboy shit, the the shitting. So, you know, another third one added in there. Yeah, I mean, y'all should respect this this episode here. It's a third sequel, uh, not the end of the story of Hangman Page, but very much the shitting of the story of Hangman Page. If anything, we're just gonna casually bring the title back uh, throughout the years. And we'll see how far we can go with it, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Throughout the years, indeed. 
see eventually you'll see number four and you'll be like, oh man, it's not over. Happy about that. You thought it was over, yeah, but you're very happy it's not over. You better be very happy it's not over. You better be. He actually told you it wasn't over, so you wouldn't be shocked it's not over. Yeah. So next up we have the woman's title match. A match I personally wasn't looking forward to too much, but I enjoyed it a lot fuck? more than What's I thought wrong I would. With you? What's wrong with you? Well, look, man, the build was okay, you know. Sometimes Britt Baker's matches hit or they don't, you know. Plus, I haven't seen a lot of Take Conti stuff, so I didn't know what level she'd be at, you know. It's tied, okay. Like, you know I'm never going to get it right. Just let it go, okay. <laughs> Fair. When it comes down to it, the build was definitely ass, though. I, I would agree. Honestly, though, I had a really good time with this match. I really liked it. I feel like J, JR pronouncing her name is the worst, dude. Ta, no, he pronounces it Tay-Conte. I can't even blame him. You know what? I understand. It happens. And then early, no, and then later, Tay-Conte. He's doing his best. He's doing his best. He was trying, man. He just couldn't get that last name down at the end of the day. So, Like me trying to figure out how to say Tay-Conte's name or Pac's name. You know, it's... Sometimes it comes out right, sometimes it don't. I mean, you just want you just want Pac to be Tupac, and that's what's wrong with that. Yeah, someone has to take over the role, is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he want to call himself Three Pac as an honor? I Maybe. mean, he could be, yeah. That could work. Yeah. Nice little tribute there. Tony Khan like, would buy a fucking Tupac song just for that. He might have told Tupac discography. Just so he could play Tupac during Dynamite. Oh, he would, yeah. I mean, I don't know how big of a Tupac fan he is, though. Yeah, he likes a little Uzi Vert. I, I think that's up his alley, yeah. That is true. I mean, some people that like the new the, the new age music don't like the old age music, though. So. That's very weird, because the old age music is mostly better. I mean, that's just subjective, though. Yeah, it's subjective, like, right? You can like the yeah. hype of the new... The new age more than the hype of the old, because the thing about the old age is you kind of get the, the conscious rap shit. Like that's all you really got, to be honest. And then some club bangers here and there. I'm just saying, man. You very rarely hear mumbling during the older stuff. The thing about mumbling is it's not really about the mumbling. It's more about the vibe. It's really about it. the mumbling, though. So, I mean, that's part of the vibe, I guess, you know? But it's not like you don't focus on that. Like, I can't tell that he's saying the World Cup. Like, you're not just, like, thinking about that the whole time. You're kind of just chilling, you know? So you put that on when you're chilling, and you're just fucking doing some normal day shit, and you're just kind of... Or you're just trying to get lit or something, you know? You and your pals, you know, smoking some weed or something like that, you know? And you just kind of bump some some newer age rap music, you know? That's really old. Oh, I don't do that, and I don't think that the music should be subjective to you only like it. If you get high, I mean, that shouldn't really be it, you know. That's not what I said. Like, you, you can enjoy all types of different situations, you know. You don't have right. to sit there and be like, wow, I caught that bar that he just said. Like, you know, because like, when you listen to like a conscious rapper, like they're just going on about shit. Like, it's cool to catch bars here and there, but sometimes you just kind of kind of listen to that shit. And you don't have really have time to relax when listening to it. I think at the end of the day. We can all agree on one thing. It's usually always better than Max Caster's raps. Matt, you know what? We can all agree on that. 
Goes back to this match here. Like me personally, I don't really go back and listen to new, like older, older rap music. I'm more of a newer rap music guy, but I like the lyrical music from like people like Joyner Lucas and shit like that. YBA, not YBA, Corday, uh, like Corday, GID, and stuff like that. And also, you know, like the Lil Zebras and shit like that as well. So, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I just think Tony Khan likes Tupac. That's all I'm saying. You know. Yeah, he just looks like I mean, the kind like, of guy. He kind of does look. I mean, I don't know what that means to be honest. Like looking like the type of guy that likes Tupac, but yeah, there's something about him. It's just like you see him, you're like, yeah, he likes Tupac. You could just tell. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Honestly, if I ever meet Tony Khan, my first question: You like Tupac? Do you like Tupac? Well, they just went out a bunch of CDs or vinyl. From your fucking pocket or something like that. Well, here you go, man. And I have all these. I have the first edition. I got my dad bought them signed for me before he was unfortunately, you know, killed and everything. And I'd be like, oh, damn, that's that's really crazy, Tony. No, I tell him a whole sob story so he could buy my vinyls. Don't, you would not do that. Yeah, man. I'd just be like, oh, man, I'll just cry and shit. Okay, I'll buy your. Finals, like thank you. Okay, I'm happy again. Thank you for that million dollars. Tony Khan's the type of guy that would hear your sub story and be like, "I don't see how that's my problem," and then walk away. No, he would totally fucking break down with me. Right? That's the type of guy Tony Khan is. Yeah, you would think that he might be sympathetic. He'd break down with me, man. He'd look, he'd look at me, be like, "Oh man, I feel bad for you, man. I'll buy your finals." You might think he's sympathetic, but then what's going to happen is that one basketball player whose name he tried to pronounce and his voice cracked and everything, that dude's going to show up. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to try and pronounce his name again. You're going to laugh. He's going to say, what? You think it's funny, man? I'm doing my best here. You're not going to get the money. I'm just crying through all the pain. I'm laughing throughout all the pain. You're not getting that money. I'm going to get that money, man. One million dollars for one Tupac final. Yeah, it's one, very two, rare. Five, I know that everyone owns. It's, it's very rare, all right? Rare, one in a million of them. I just bought it from my local album store. Guy said, I lied to him. I'll say it's one of two, okay? And that's, I'm the second person that has it, so you should be the first. As the massive Tupac fan, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan is. I think he would see right through that, honestly. Possible. Possible. Anyways, go back to the match. Uh, what did you think about this match? Uh, wait, what match are we talking about? Uh, women's Championship match. Oh, no, I love this match. This match is good. I really liked it. I think Ty Conte really showed why she should be in this position. Yeah, you know, really, I agree with you. I, um, I, someone doesn't really know a lot about how she wrestles and stuff like that. It's definitely gave me an idea, and I, she did really good here. Yeah, I think, man, like, and she's not, I don't know if I would call her hit or miss or anything like that. I think Britt Baker's more hit or miss than Ty Conti would be. Mm. Or maybe they're on the same page, to be honest with you. I might say they're on the same page. And I think that's why they kind of worked very, very well together in this match. Yeah, it ended up being a good match. Um, don't remember a lot, but I remember I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, quick update. The, uh, the dude who was sitting on the other side, he woke up during his match. At least it's one of the times I saw him wake up. I don't oh. know how long he stayed awake, but hey, 
Okay. All right. Did he stay awake throughout the whole match? I think he went back to sleep, actually. Oh, damn. I he looked, looked over and said, What time is it? Oh, it's the women's match. Okay, cool. I don't remember if you were at the punk match or the inner circle match. Look over again. He was he was out again. Yeah. Honestly, man, I think Ty Conti, I would have honestly would have been okay with her winning the belt because I mean, Britt Baker's had it for so long. Right? And like, she could have lost here and I would have been like, okay, cool. But they decided to leave it on Britt Baker. So I don't know who they're going to put it on, but I guess Thunder Rosa could be a possibility. Yeah, I think you could revisit that feud if you wanted to. Uh, maybe Hikaru Shida, you can go to that match again. I don't think Hikaru Shida comes back to win it. I don't think that happens again. But right now, I think we're on down the line. But right now, I don't think so. Like I said it before, I'll say it again, man. It should have been Ruby Soho. You're going to build her up to do it, but you already did that match. So you can't do yeah, that again. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I would agree with you there. I think even Chris Statlander, you got a lot of people, honestly. Nyla Rose, you got so many people. Did they do the Statlander match already? Literally, what would happen? Did they do the Statlander match already? I feel like they might they have They did, yeah. Already. They definitely okay. 100% did it already. Okay. I'm maybe lying, but, you know, I'm pretty sure they did. I can't remember. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did recently. Yeah, you have options. I don't really know who would take the title off her. Um, in my opinion, they didn't build up this feud enough for me to believably think Ty Conti was going to win. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think it would have been a decent choice, though. Yeah, I would have been fine with it, I think. I think that's a nice little switch up there, and then Bigger goes on to do something else. And you got Ty Conti, the future of the division. That I totally kind of love so much. Course favorite division. Definitely. Yeah. He loves it. I don't know what he said about the woman's totally division not, at his thing. You know. But I know he said something. I know he said something. Oh yeah. That was that, that was something else. It was more like along the lines of he wants credit for paying the the AW women for going to NWA. Oh my god, I'm okay now though. But they asked him a question the question was like, um, do you have plans to do a AW all women's pay-per-view, and he said, I'm gonna cut you off right there, okay? Alright, I don't get enough credit for paying this talent, the women that I brought to NWA for that one show, I think it may have been an all-women's show, I'm not quite sure, but he said, I don't get enough credit for paying them, and you know what? NWA should have thanked me, right? Publicly. Alright? Because it's just like paying for dinner and they didn't thank you afterwards. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Tony? She asked you a fucking question that you didn't answer anything. Yeah, clearly, what happened was uh, Tony Khan's Twitter rampage he went on a week ago got to his head. He thought he could say whatever he wanted, with no consequence. Found out he couldn't. He fucked around. He found out real quick. Found out real quick that when you started saying things like that about the woman's division, and you dodged a question in that matter. I mean, he just showed his true colors a little bit about what he feels about a lot of things, but whatever. I, I'm pretty sure it's only against NWA management. At least that's what I think. Hopefully, honestly, it just didn't make sense to answer that. Like, not even acknowledge the question, though. Like, she was like, "Are you no. going to do a whole?" Like, it was an AW branded all women's pay per view. She was asking about, and he was just like, "No, I'll just roll right there, okay?" Like, what? Hey, Tony, you think I would do an AW women's pay per view? And he said, "I'm gonna cut you off right there because first off, he just didn't want to answer the NWA, question. bro." Yeah, he was like, well, he clearly has zero plans to do anything like that." You just say that, man. Yeah, it's that simple to say, no, not right now. 
at the moment. I think we still have some work to do, but we'll we'll get there eventually. That's all. But he had to be rude about it. Like, what the hell? So they told him, man, what are your thoughts? He's like, my thoughts, bro. NWA can go straight to hell. NWA, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, well. And straight I think to the next... fire, whatever, whatever that damn show called. Next up, we can get to, I think, everyone's favorite match, or a lot of people's favorite match. All our references fall. All our references just fail. I'll, I'll say that. But this I, mean, I got it. You get, yeah, exactly. Into the fires there, sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, on to my favorite match. I don't know about you. It's my favorite. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I love it. Man showed up in the shorts, uh, this dude, CM Punk, and I loved it. I wouldn't share first. Shorts forever. I wasn't sure at first he showed up in the trunks uh, like that or the, the shorts, whatever you want to call them. I saw it. I got flashbacks to his UFC run. I was like, oh, you know, I don't know how I feel about this. But him and Eddie Kingston played mm -hmm. a great match. Yeah. I just didn't get flashbacks to no, no, uh, I don't know if those were shorter than the UFC shorts or not, to be honest. Well, I mean, regardless, they made me think of UFC because, you know, it's the kind of trunks they wear there. They literally, uh, they actually could have been the same height because sometimes they wear shorter shorts in, in UFC. Yeah. I think what happened was I saw the, the, the trunks like that. I was like, man, there are some cool MMA trunks. CM Punk did MMA once. I wonder how that went. And I thought about it. I was like, oh, you know. It's not good. Maybe it's not that he's not good at it, but maybe it's that he's just not, he's not like physically there for it. At the age of 40, it's not possible. Very impossible. But, but I'm smash, sure no. like, he knows more than the average like other person that tries to fight without learning him. I mean, hey, he brought some of it into this match. He used some of Lenny Kingston, I think some knee strikes, something yeah. like that. He did. Like, if some rando tried to pull a fight on CM Punk, he'd win the fight. Not possibly. It depends on the rando is. Well, like, no, I'm talking about a rando that doesn't know MMA, doesn't know nothing. Just kind of tries to pick a fight with CM Punk. Maybe even then, you know? Like, who knows? And I think CM Punk's MMA training would actually kick in. Uh, did you see those fights? No, I know, but those are people that are trained in MMA and they're better than him. And younger than those him. Were... And... You know, Those are people who... and, and can maintain your, you know, stamina. Regardless, so, like, if you're, you're talking about some random Joe Schmo off the street that tries to fight CM Punk in a fist fight, CM Punk's gonna fucking destroy that guy. Uh, it depends. I, I need to know more about the situation before I put money on anybody. Because he's still training it, man. You know. So. Mm -hmm. As long as he keep that training up and shit like that, he's still in the same physical health. And he still knows the moves too, like that. He'll just he'll overwhelm that but, motherfucker real quick, probably. Like I couldn't tell you personally how that got. What I could tell you is that this match was great. Pumpkin Kingston, I loved it. It was. Oh no, I definitely I, think so. every bit as vicious as I thought it'd be and hoped it'd be. So I loved it. Oh no, definitely. I think that uh, this met exactly what I wanted it to meet. So did I think it was a five star f classic? No, but it didn't have to be. Didn't have like he'd start off in it before the bell even rang. Eddie Kingston lays man CM Punk out the, you know, his finisher, the backhand. He let him out with the, let him out the back fist and the bell rang. 
And it starts off, he just starts beating CM Punk's ass. And commentary is like, look, man, he doesn't care about winning, doesn't care about losing. Just wants to beat down CM Punk. And that's what he did. That's what he did. Did he lose? Yes. That's not why he was there. But he earned CM Punk's respect. And apparently that's what's most important. It's a commentary. No, I don't. He had the commentary. Not to, not to Eddie Kingston. So that means nothing. At all. Actually. You know, if you think about the character of Eddie Kingston, you understand that that's not what matters to him. But Excalibur and commentary is like, hey man, he earned CM Punk's respect at least, right? I mean, come on. That wasn't the whole point of this, no. They had it up until that point. They were so close. Yeah. So close. CM Punk went for five knuckle shuffle in this match and didn't do it. Either the reference, he cursed on Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston cursed him out. Uh, Eddie Kingston did the go to sleep hand gesture. And then he said, then he, I think I know he did something else before that, but then he also did the jacking off thing. Saying that that's for jack offs. And this is us trying to call a match, folks. This is what happens when I don't take notes because of the movies watching this game. <laughs> and that's how we, you, there's all these people with really, like, really, really good notes about what happened in the match. And we're just like, he was jacking off and he was like a jack off and he was. Like, you know, like he did the thing, the universal signal that means that after he had to go to sleep hands, what do you want? From me? Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I would hope so. Yeah. I'm not trying to say my manager started going for it in the middle of November in the ring. Especially not in Jake Roberts' ring. Especially not there. Oh, no, you can't be doing that in Jake Roberts' ring. No button notes in his ring. What did happen is Eddie Kingston had a great match with CM Punk, and CM Punk won after getting busted open. And he said, "Hey, man, yes, see, no busted." Uh, CM Punk broke the rule, got busted Damn. open. Damn it! Uh, maybe that's why Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah, wouldn't shake jack move. Maybe Eddie Kingston would shake his hand because he busted in the ring. You know who knows? I mean, that is, you know, I wouldn't shake a man's hand if he just busted. But regardless, there was no handshake, no contact. Cool. I think that uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, yeah, he didn't want his fucking respect. Uh, the commentator seemed to think he did, and that's kind of incorrect. And uh, overall, he did what he said he was going to do, beat his ass, and hopefully he continues, honestly. I really don't know what they're going to do with Eddie Kingston. Between Punk and Eddie Kingston, I think, you know? Like, on time, but he can just attack him backstage, put him... Like on the hood of a car and slam his head against it or something. It's kind of weird. I know the whole thing is that Eddie Kingston didn't want to win or he didn't care about winning. But this is like the fifth big match he hasn't won. And it's starting to get him, I think. At least for me, it's starting to get him. You know? He needs, he, I feel like he had, like, I feel like he should have won the match, even if he didn't want to win the match. I, yeah, some of the winners on this show are questionable. I really think Kingston needed this more than Punk. No, I definitely think he could have beat CM Punk, and that could have been a great first loss for CM Punk. Yeah, and because, CM Punk could have, like, reevaluated himself and shit. Yeah, no, because Kingston so far, he's lost to Mox in the title match, lost to the Bucks in the title match. He lost to Miro in the title match. You know... This is, this is as hard as Eddie Kingston's going, going... Like, not going to be, but this is as hard as he's been thus far. I'm not saying Eddie Kingston can't the fans. get the hype. Like, he's always up. been great, and just gotten he's always gotten hyped up so much. But like at the very moment, he's in the fucking picture of having one of the best promos in AW history. So coming off the backs of that, you know. 
Yeah, but you, you know, need to just really kinda... do something crazy. You got to push him up to that spot where he can eventually be in a world championship position because he should be. Right now, I'm just saying. I'm starting to think about Bray Wyatt territory where if a man would say things and they sound cool, but he keep losing and they wouldn't mean anything. You or Samoa Joe territory. Exactly. And you don't want to be there because once you get there, it's very hard to get out. Yeah. Hey, Wendy, I'm going to lose to AJ Styles. Well, that was entertaining, actually. That was pretty fun, yeah. I mean, when he was at SummerSlam, he's like, hey, Wendy, I see you right there. It's pretty cool to see you, you know. Name is Samoa Joe. I'm your dad now. Something like that. Not, maybe not that weird. Well, maybe not on. that strange, Chris. Uh, something like that. Something about something about dads. Oh, who knows? Maybe possibly. So next up, inner circle I'll versus pole match. Pole match. Yeah. And so inner circle versus Dan Lambert's group of MMA boys and man of the year. Uh, well, they're also in the boys. Not technically, not really. Yeah, Scorpio Sky and May guy. I mean, I don't really? know about Ethan Page. He might be. So technically, not really. One of them is. One of them is. I don't, I'm not sure about Ethan Page. He might be. Yeah. Look, man, Ethan he's like Page, a Jake Paul. Me and you both saw it. Ethan Page posted a picture wearing the Arby's meat pants. Anything he does from now on is discredited because of that one picture. Well, that is, you can't be wearing Arby's meat pants. I don't understand. Yeah, it's, it's a he's like a Logan Paul. He'll have like, he'll have like ego egotistical podcast or something really i'm convinced he was only in this match to have that one spot in the crowd where that guy i forget his name um rashki i think something like that you know who i'm talking about the guy who put the claw on his head i'm pretty sure it's oh, the only yeah, reason he was in oh yeah probably but outside of that he didn't really do much that's way before our time that guy way way before our time yeah i don't know him but this match just starts off kind of weird. It starts off as a traditional tag match for some reason. I don't know what that was all about. Eventually, it breaks down into yeah. what you think it's going to be. Like, if you're going to do a multi-man match like that, you don't have, and it's going to be a street fight, I must say. You don't have tags. It's a tournament no tag. tag match. And they said on commentary, there's no disqualifications, so why are they tagging like that? Yeah, what the fuck? It made no sense. Uh, so then weird. eventually David Guevara went onto the ladder and he did his one time bomb off the table or onto a table and that's pretty cool. Yeah, he did it to Scorpius guys so I took him out of the match. It was probably the best yeah. part of the match, honestly. I was actually like getting up for myself. I was like, he's gonna do a six fucking thirty and he did this one time. I was like, oh, that's cool too, I guess. I also was gonna do something crazy like that. But now he did the same time. I was like, I mean I thought it was cool, like realistically, we could never do something like that. So I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't cool or impressive. I'm just saying that I was going to do something Imagine he did a 6.30. I just did a corkscrew 9.30, something like that, you know? Just imagine. Yeah, Yeah, just just do a black arrow, man. Yeah. So, look, we haven't got it. We haven't said anything about him throughout the entire show. You thought he was safe. But it's about that time. At the certain part during the match, they used the toaster as a weapon. Tony Schiavone was very surprised after they talked about the toaster several times. Tony, were you not paying attention, Tony? Come on. Man, this is why. This is why me, 
fucking all my fucking homies hate Tony. Because this man can't recognize a fucking toaster, man. Like, what the fuck? Your chair asked, you know. Like, where'd this toaster come from, man? You're like, oh. Hey, you're so lost, man. You're so lost. Jr. asked, and then, you know, the commentary team is like, hey, man, that's a toaster. And he's like, oh, a toaster? That's pretty weird. And Tony Schiavone goes, a toaster? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, they I bet you know to be honest. Never toasted anything in his entire life. No, I bet. Didn't even know what a toaster meant. Fucking microwaves things. He's like, what a toaster, man? This is the kind of man that microwaves his bagels and bread before he puts cream man, cheese and butter on. To- man, microwaves his fucking bread all the time. Yeah, you're right. Disgusting, really. This yes, man's microwaved yes. at least 18 Pop-Tarts in his entire life. That's not good. Don't do that. But anyway, I have like 15,000 pop-ups, by the way. That's kind of, is there a reason for that? No, I mean, I'm not, you know, I, yeah, I have an idea. I have no idea. This is you're preparing for the apocalypse. They're all different it. flavors. I'll tell you all the flavors here, but, you know, banana, you got your apple, you got your pumpkin pie, you got your, uh, you got your cinnamon, you got everything. Okay, so just hoarding some pop-tarts over there. Gonna be the CEO of Pop Tarts and give him to sign your Pop Tart collection. Banana one's not bad, I'll say that. And the only reason it's not bad is because it tastes like banana, right? But you're not eating a banana. You're eating a Pop Tart. So they don't put like banana like pieces in there? No, you, you know what a Pop Tart is, Chris? I do know, but like, do they like sneak it in there? You know? No. Okay. So I'm asking. It's not. It's not. No, sometimes. Oh, they don't. They're not all natural. Pop tart. Let's say, man. Maybe they see something in there once in a while. You know. Perhaps. You know what? Maybe I should dig better. Look. Maybe I should just rip apart. Do some surgery on a pop tart. Do that. We'll post it to this channel. Maybe. Be fun. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that pop tart healthy. Possibly. I doubt it's healthy. Yeah. Maybe it'll. Maybe it'll give you my uh, potassium today. Yeah, you better hope it gives you that, at least. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, anyways, this match. Uh, it's a really fun match. Once I got to the fun stuff. Uh, eventually, Chris Jericho pins Dan Lambert with a frog splash, of course. Lovely tribute to Eddie Guerrero on his birthday. Rest in peace, and, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Indeed, rest in peace. And uh, that's how the match ends. And after this, immediately after, actually, they don't even leave the rain in their circle. Tony Schiavone gets on stage, of course, had to take the glory from the winners. Of course. Um, he, he gets on the stage, he goes, we got a new signing. ROH's mainstay guy, Jay Lethal. We run the AW. He's here now. Now, look, I thought he was going to say Tony Nese, and I said, all right, it's going to be Tony Nese, you know? He was on TV. They didn't have signing officially on TV, yet, I don't think, possibly. So I'm like, yeah, they're probably just going to give out, right? But, it was Jay Lethal, man. It was sucked, but it was Tony Nese, man. That would have been lame as hell, because I already saw him. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they brought Jay Lethal. Like, which, uh, it was really, the question should have just been, which ROH guy? Yeah, basically. For a second, I thought it was going to be Dan House. I know he's injured right now, but oh, I thought it, it was going to be Dan House. Yeah. It still could have been him. You know, he didn't have to wrestle. It's yeah. better to have an active wrestler that's not injured, so that you can, have a, you can start him off immediately. Honestly, I'm really happy. I wonder if I wonder if WWE popped into Jay Lethal's mind at some point. I remember he used to talk about the fact that he considered it, but I mean, 
I'm assuming he's one of those guys that's smart enough to know how that went for a lot of people, you know. I wonder actually how he would have done though, to be honest. Because uh, I feel I'm like he wouldn't, me. he shouldn't be going to NXT, right? I mean, he could have gone here. I'm assuming his career trajectory would have gone to NXT. He has a great run there, and then he goes to the main roster. Goes, hey, I like to dress up like Randy Savage, right? You're Randy Savage now forever. That's your only gimmick. That's all you do. You're a comedy guy. I guess, yeah. I'm, I was thinking more along the lines of he might be more like a main roster level type guy. You would think that, but you also got to think about this well, company. People like Samoa Joe. People like Samoa Joe went to NXT, you know? You have to so think about the way this company does things, bro. That he would do that. Yeah, that's true. He would also be in NXT 2.0. We're not looking at the same NXT that Samoa Joe was in. Exactly. So it's not even a cool well, NXT. Owens was in. Exactly. That's why I don't see him there. Like, you know, like he would, he wouldn't fit in really in NXT 2.0. Yeah, thankfully, he doesn't he'd have be to worry a little about too that. much of a veteran for all of them, you know. Yeah, I think Brown Baker. I'm pretty sure he's got some cool experience, but come on, you know. Yeah, I feel like he'd just kind of be like chilling in NXT 2.0. Yeah, I'm really happy that we got Jay Lethal in AW. Man, we could get Clunk versus Lethal, Brian Danielson versus Jay Lethal. We already announced we're getting Guevara versus Lethal on Dynamite for the TNC title. That's going to be awesome. I just can't wait to see his matches, man. There's yeah, so many good matches you can have with him. He's got so much longer in his career, too. So, should be good. Yeah. And speaking of interesting matches they got for Dynamite, they announced Butcher and a Blade versus Orange Cassidy and Tomohiro Ishii. That's a crazy awesome. team right there. It's so crazy. That's crazy. But there, I guess, is he in chaos too? And I really don't know what chaos is like. Who's in chaos? So I only know he's in chaos because in the, on the buy-in, there was a promo with Orange Cassidy, and he said, "I recently joined the stable. Maybe I should ask one of those guys." Okay. So, so there you go. yeah. So they have that for dynamite. It's also in the claim match. I saw him eating a burger on the internet. Orange Cassidy. You should eat. Oh. It's a 50 50 chance they got the one right. Okay. What is it? Uh, yeah. you, were you surprised about that? Or, well, no, he was eating In and Out, man. I mean, I haven't had In and Out, so like, I was just like, like, you know, he had a double bubble in his hand. I was like, wow, that's a picture of Ishii eating a double. Let's imagine you in public watching this video. Oh, was like, you just go, damn, he's going in. God damn, bro. It's because I've seen it like everywhere. Like, everyone's just putting the picture of Ishii eating double double. And so you going in on that burger, man. What the hell? So it was just in my mind. It's just like grilled in there. It's just like like a burger, kind of. Imagine you're just trying to I'm sleep. Excited, you know, I'm, I would love to this... eat a double double and like, try, you know, try it in now, see what their food's all about. Because everyone loves that dude. But I'm also wouldn't be able to hype it up in my own. Head and be like, oh, it's gonna be super great. Just treat it like it's normalized shit. I just imagine you trying to sleep at night, but you wake up in a panic sweat because you're singing about Tomohiro Ishii calmly eating a burger. He was really looking at that shit, like, wow. This is a burger. Right. Now, he didn't even take a bite out of it, he was just, you know, holding it. Like, that we know of. That we know of. Uh, I'm just describing the picture now. And there's like french fries there. 
That's cool. Cool That's picture. Cool. I saw 15 times. Well, we'll see if he brings the burger to a dynamite on Wednesday. Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, that's such a weird thing because because um, Ishii is such a fucking uh, such a such a fucking big brawler, dude, right? And he just fucking destroys you, right? He destroyed that burger. You got, uh, sure. you got Orange Cassie, the dude that does uh, mushy kicks to people. You know. Hey, well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. So I think they just went out in a claim match. So I mean, that's that's happening, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Is there anything else I'm forgetting here? Uh, no, I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, there might be. We got, it doesn't really matter. You'll see it on Wednesday. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So main event time: Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. It was a great match. Of course, Hell it was. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. Honestly, so, um, better than their other matches that they had. Yeah, th- this is um, of course, the first match they had. It, it was really good. They could tell they're kind of holding some stuff back. Here, they just really went for it, and they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this one was definitely more symbolic of a match as well, more story. Also, you had the um awesome visual at the end of the Young Bucks. They come out to the ring. Hangman's about to do the um, buckshot, and they're there. And earlier during Hangman's entrance, they showed when he cost Young Bucks the match by holding their leg back. They're about to do a springboard move or whatever. So they're sitting there like they're going to screw him over like that, just like that. Put let him go. They're in the corner this time. Man. So Hangman hits the buckshot, pins Kenny, wins. Well, new right, he, he hit two buckshots, okay. Yeah, the first one to the back, I believe. Back, or, yep. And the second one, of course, to the front. Both in view with the young bucks. But hey, you won. Yep. Yeah, they're a good feel-good moment. The only criticism I have is they should have brought down the the confetti in the uh, pyro. Yeah. Oh, well, they had the Dark Order celebration. I don't get Like, I was like, clearly, like, the Dark Order thing is cool, right? But clearly, you have the fucking pyro and shit. And the confetti. Tony Khan blew all the money on two box CDs, you already know. Nah, he, he blew all the money on Sam Guevara, that's all. Maybe, maybe, who knows. Perhaps. But in a nutshell, that's basically all full gear. Not that Sam Guevara didn't deserve it, he did. But, I mean, can we do it also for him and Pete? Uh, maybe, maybe not. No, clearly not. But look, that was basically full year in a nutshell. Oh, roster didn't even give a fuck. It was just part of the roster. Oh, what do you think of the show? Do you think it's a double thumbs up? Because I think it's a double thumbs up. I do think it's a double thumbs up. I mean, the match is hit for the most part. Uh, you know, there was some big, there was some big, not big slight. Uh, there were some slight issues here and there with some of the matches, but there was nothing like a QT Marshall and Big Show on here. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up because I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> 